0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chaf, Bez, and Maseches Gittin. And Barry's excited because his sugya Atzitznakov. Whenever it comes up, his ears perk up. So you are gonna have a great day today, Barry. Bezrat Hashem. You tell me when Miriam Bilga comes. Okay. Oh come. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're Miriam Bilga, I'll call you, Goranowitz. But today it's Atzitznakov. It's Barry's day. Barry's day. Okay, so six lines up from the bottom on Chafal from Rebez. Uh, we're finishing up fascinating idea. We were talking about. Well, the Mishnah had said that what we had the Mishnah at the bottom of Chafal towards the bottom of Chafal from Beis, it says you can't write Ein Kos from LaKarka. Remember that's how we finished off yesterday. Okay, the Mishnah had a contradiction. It says you can't write a get when it's connected to the ground, but then it said if you wrote it when it's connected to the ground, and then you write and then you rip it from the ground and then you write it, it's going to be okay. So wait a minute. So how how is it okay? You just said it's not okay. So the Mishnah, the Gemara said, well, a couple of possibilities. Either it's Revelaza that says, Adem Isira, Karati, right? We had suggestions as to how you reconcile the the contradiction, internal contradiction in the Mishnah. So one way to suggest it, I'll just say it outside real quick, is First of all, we were introduced to the concept that a get has a torif and a tofes. The torif is, right, the iker, right? It's the place, it's the giloyav shel shtar. Makom ha'ish ve'ish as Rashi says, right? That's where you have the names of the principal parties. You have the time, what's going on, okay. So that is... The ichor. So maybe, so again, the three ways you can reconcile this these two aspects of the Mishnah, where it seems like there's like a bedi eved and a lechat chila, is, number one, maybe what it really means is that you left off the Icar, which is to say you wrote all the ancillary things while it was connected. And then, right, you cut the star off of the, out of the ground, plucked it out of the ground, so to speak. And then you wrote the main part, the tarif, okay? And that is, right, and that is one way to reconcile it. Then you could say, if that's the case, that's the main thing. Then Rabbi, either you can go according to Rabbi Lazar or Rabbi Meir. So we go back to our very fundamental machlogas between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Meir. And again, just to review, Rabbi Lazar is the one that says, Adem is which is to say, what he is looking to do is what what he, what he wants, what he... Uh, visions as the main aspect of the procedure is that you have to have witnesses watch the actual procedure and testify as such. If that's the case, right, then then you're talking about the tofis and the torif, and the actual ksiva could be what's referred to as, as being uh, kosher, according to Arbalaza, right? Because as Rashi says, <laughs> if you are talking about Adim isirakarti, then when the pasuk says v'chassav la, it's referring to the actual writing of the get, and therefore, according to that view, this whole lachachila the Evid must be talking about the torah and the Tophis, which is to say, both the torah and the Tophis, Andrew, are part of the writing of the get. Right? We're not talking about the signatures at all. We're talking about the writing of the text of the get. So, if you say Adim isirakarti, then v'chassav la is the Pasuk that's refer- in the Pasuk is referring to the actual writing of the body of the get. And that means that it is that um, aspect of the writing of the get that has to be betolosh um, and not b'mechuber. In other words, the actual writing of the body of the get must already be, must have all the criteria of the kasav one of those criteria being that it has to be written... When it is already detached from the ground. However, six lines up at the bottom. Very shlakish, Amar. Another way of looking at it is that maybe we're talking about Rabbi Meir. I'll say it outside first. Rabbi Mayer, unlike Rabbi Lazarus, says Ede Chasim Akarti. And therefore, when the Pasuk says Vekasav Law, it's referring to the writing of the signatures on the get. Oh, not the body of the get. Well, if that's the case, then all of the parameters of the Vekasav are really all applicable not to the writing of the body of the get, but to the signing of the get. And therefore, Barry, I'll say it outside, what you could say is like this. The get, the body of the get, the Torah and the tofas, perhaps, were written, right, while the, right, get was attached, and then you detach the get, and then, because you hold, what, what did you do? You signed the leaf, as it were, after it's already detached, and it is that part that has to be done on a detached because it's Elichasima Karsi and it is in fact the uh right, it is in fact that signature which is the most important part of the get that creates right the severance between the husband and the wife. So read it inside. Very shaninu. What we're talking about is what? The contradic it's it's sort of like uh the chila the would be obviously to write the body of the get and the signatures all once it's detached. However, here we're talking about, in this, in the second, uh, second part of the Mishnah, is that it would still be, bid the evid, okay, as long as it was signed after it was detached. Rabbi And this is a reflection of Rabbi Meir's Shita, the Eide Because Rabbi Meir holds, right, it's the actual signatures that create the severance, and What it means is like this. Ein Kosvin Torif, Gzer right? Don't write, um, even the Torif, once it's still, attached to the ground. Remember the Torah is the Icker of the get, right? That so that um shouldn't be written, but it really could. The only reason you don't want to write the Torah while it's attached to the ground is because of shemayachtom Shema Is because if you do so you may get carried away and end up writing the signatures also while it's still attached to the ground. And that's the part that's that we want to avoid. The Torah itself we don't care as much, right? However, right, suffer the Torah, if it turned out that Bidi Evid. Right? This is the second part of the Mishnah. If it turns out that you did write the body of the get, the tofes and the toruf, you wrote both of them while it was still attached to the ground. And then, tlasho, chasmo, and so Allah, But you didn't get carried away. After you wrote the body of the get, you actually detached it, and then you signed it, and then you gave it to the woman, kosher. It would be kosher because, after all, the only thing that matters is this signature being written while it's detached. And so those are the two ways of viewing the contradiction in our Mishnah. You could read our Mishnah according to Rebbe Lazar or according to Rebbe Mayer. I don't know, Barry, I never get tired of this Machlokas, Rebbe Lazar, and, and Rebbe Mayer because it's just so fundamental and so interesting and so unique to Gittin that we have these, this, this, just, this Machlokas running all the way through because it's so fundamental. Is it the signatures? Like Vakasa, is it the signatures or, or, or the, or the uh, Adem? I don't know. I love it. Okay. But... Not as much as you love atzitz so let's go. Three lines up from the bottom of from Bez. There you go, Barry. You are welcome. What's the case? You wrote a get on an atzitz Kasher. Well, why wouldn't it be Kasher? Of course it's Kasher. We said that you could write it on Keres, right? That's what our Mishnah says. Right? So, uh, it says, Okay. So that's fine. So, so we say you can't write it on a weird niyar. We're we're gonna get to that. You can't write it on smudged paper because that looks because then once it's smudged, then you could smudge it afterwards and, and mess it up. Why wouldn't you be able to write it on a knots itself? That's perfect. Right? Kasher. Why? The Shakil continuing in the Gemara, Yahiv Lani Hale. Yeah. You take the entire pot and give it to her. So write it on the pot and give it to her. You're allowed to write it on the pot. There's no, there's nothing wrong. Okay. We said yesterday you could write it on a tablet. Right? Um, fine. So, and, and we learned already in your tests, right? We're, we're not, we're not concerned. There's a little bit of an aspect here of Tosfos. Are, are we concerned whether we're going to break the pot? Um, and maybe give her the shard. And if that's what we're going to do, is that considered like, um, having to take the horn off of the cow? Okay. But overall, that's not a really big concern. And therefore, writing it on a pot and giving it to her should be no different uh, than writing it on a tablet and giving it to her. We know that the surface can be metal, it could be, uh, uh, be one of these pots, and that's fine. And the fact that it's an otzitznakov doesn't matter whether the pot has a hole or not. Oh, we didn't define Um I forgot, Barry. Not everybody is in, as tuned to this sugi as we are. Otzitznakov means that you have a pot, Goranowitz, and there's a hole in it. I have to tell you, yesterday I came across a review on uh, this isn't you know this isn't the kind of shear where we where we read our reviews and and stop looking at the page. We got it. I'm a basis short, Andrew. We're going to get there, but um, but the, we have the reviews and somebody wrote in, I ah, I love your shear. Call me. This is I, I I live in Lakewood. Gave the number and he says I need to meet Barry, Andrew, and Geronowitz. <laughs> Anyways, so he goes so so, so Goranovs, Atsat is you have the pot and there's the hole in it. Okay? So that has a lot, a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of that, that leads to much lumdus the berry loves so much, as we will see. Because once the pot has a hole in it, there is the potential for the plant within to get its nutrients from the ground. However, it's not getting actual uh it doesn't, it's not setting actual roots necessarily yet in the ground, um, and it's a fascinating thing. The Atzitz-Nakuv, uh, Andrew, I'm gonna boil it down to you to the lundus because this is what's gonna run through this whole Gemara. The lundus of the Atzitz-Nakuv, okay, that makes it such a fascinating case, is that it's technically ground, because when you set it on the ground, it's like technically ground because it's, the roots can actually go through the hole in the pot, and, and get their nutrients from the ground, okay? So for certain halachos, like, okay, I'll say it, trumus and baiserus, right? So if you take like a plant, and I bring it from Baltimore, and it's got a hole in the ground, it's like a movable field, okay? That's the point, it's like a movable karka. So I have this movable field, I brought it from Baltimore, so normally you can't move ground, right? Normally, how do you cone a soda, right? How does a person acquire a field? You can't acquire a field by picking it up and taking it because it's not a movable thing. So you have to work the land, you have to create a chazakah, or you could have a star, right? You need to uh, acquire it in a different way that you acquire what we call metaltalin, right? Things that are movable, you just acquire. You do mashiach, right? You acquire. This is where we're getting into the real yeshivish abstract lambdas here. Whereas things that are immovable, real estate as it's called, right, you have to you do a star or kesef, you have to have some sort of other uh, formal acquisition. Okay. Well, the Yatzatz Nakov is a unicorn, right? Because it's technically treated like ground because of the fact that the pot has a hole in it, but you can actually just pick it up and take it. So, like, if you pick it up and take it to Israel with you on Elal and then get through customs and then put it down on the ground in Israel, Maybe you'll be high of trumus and maestris on that, on the produce of that, uh, that tree. So it's a fascinating thing. So, how does that apply to getting it all? So, watch this. the okay. Al, shall Oh. So, here's another unique application of atzitznakov that we heretofore have not discussed. You write a get on a leaf of atzitznakov. Abayi amar kasher varava amar puzzle. Wow. Now, again, if you wrote it on the pot and just handed her the pot, that's okay for a get. What if you write it on the leaf? Well, wait a minute. So why? So maybe is there a tullish, right? Is this detached from the ground or is it considered part of the ground? Certainly if the pot didn't have a hole in it, so then it would be considered detached from the ground. And then you're just handing her a plant as a welcome home gift and also I'm divorcing you gift. But if you... (laughs) But if you have a hole in the pot, all of a sudden you have a tallish issue. Isn't that amazing? Watch this. So the Gemara is going to explain it. I'm as we arrive at and Andrew has an aneurysm here. Andrew, you'll be fine. The Because you could take the entire pot and give it to her, that's why Baya says it's okay, right? It is, after all, a pot. Just because it has a hole on the bottom doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden ground and you have a tallish issue. However, Mar Marpasal, gazera Shema, Yikton. Rava says no. Once its atzus has a hole in it, once it's nakuv, you cannot right again on it and hand it, it because you have a gazera. Maybe you will pluck off the leaf and hand it to her. Rashi, top Rashi and Shema Haalev Rashi's getting a little bit. He's uh, granular here. He's saying no. He, it's not that the getting, taking the pot, setting the pot down in the in the garden, and then picking it up is is necessarily talush. He thinks any time you put it on a leaf, you can actually detach the leaf. I mean, I could see why you would say that. Isn't that the same as writing it on the horn of a cow, Barry? Right? The cow can technically be moved, and yet we're concerned. We don't want to write it on the horn because you may want to take the horn off. So that's if you write it on a leaf, maybe you'll want to take the leaf off. Okay? We're always going to be biased to agree with Rava, anyways. But anyway, that's what he says. So let's... Let's talk a little bit more about Atzitz nakav because Barry's here and that's what we're about. So Atzitz shel uzraim shel You can't mention Atzitz nakav without getting into the Lundus, uh wonderland over here. So let's talk about cases of Atzitz nakav Let's say, oh, we haven't done this in a long time. Andrew owns the pot and Barry owns the plants, okay? He owns the vegetables in it. It's a nice big pot. And it's, and it has a hole in the bottom. Andrew owns that. He, he's the one that has it around. But Barry is the one that owns the vegetables. Okay. okay. So Andrew sells the pot. He, he sees the way Barry is looking at his perforated pot so longingly because it's his favorite thing. So he sells it to, to Barry. So now Barry owns both the pot and the contents of, of it, right? The, and therefore, it's all kosher. Says the Gemara Keven, mashach Kona. Once Barry takes the pot and draws it near to himself, he is Kona in it. He's Kona it. Okay? That that actually works. Okay? Why wouldn't it work? Sounds like you could do that. Well, because after all, when we're talking about, and this we learn in Kiddush and Chavav, as we'll see, when you talk about like if Andrew gave uh, Barry the pot as the gift without any contents, right? He says, Barry, I know you love an of. Here's your pot to have of for your uh, of pleasure. Go put in some soil and some vegetables and start planting. If he gave you the pot, that's just the gift that you get from Beth, Bad, bed, bath, and beyond, right? You just give it to Barry and he uh, acquires it, physically grabs it. That's how you're all right, so he actually acquires it that way. So it's all good. And therefore, since Barry owns right all the soil and all the vegetables, it's as if Andrew's giving him this empty pot and he's it with his mishicha by acquisition, physical acquisition. However, let's say it's the other way around, right? Barry, as we said, owns the seeds and, and, and the earth and he wants to now be makne. Remember, in our case, the, the the vegetables and the, and the, and the um, soil are already in the planter. And Andrew owns, right, that pot. And now Barry is going to want to let Andrew acquire the soil of the pot so that Andrew owns the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. The, what would be the method of acquisition then for Andrew? Says the Gemara, The only way Andrew would be able to acquire it is he would have to make some sort of other Kinyan on the rhyme, what Aritz call, calls a proprietary act, which means you can't just pick it up, because the soil is considered earth, that's karka, a big chiddish here that needs to be expressed. The chiddish is that even though we said that the of is, is a unicorn, because it's, it's earth that can be moved and can be handed over, because of the fact that it's soil and earth, there is a Right. A blanket low plug. There's a blanket halacha that anytime you acquire karka, even if it's the unusual case of a karka that's movable, you have to acquire it in the way that one generally acquires karka. So it would have to be with either shtar or some sort of chazaka, right? It would have to be done in the way that you would acquire real estate. And therefore, Andrew owns the pot, which is metal to and Barry owns the soil, we'll call it the soil. It's the soil and the vegetables and all the contents. Barry owns the soil, which is considered the, the karka. So if Barry wants to acquire the Metaltalin, right, he could just take it. But if Andrew wants to acquire the soil, he needs to do it in the way that ground and karka, that, in the way that real estate is acquired, okay? And that would be the only way he can actually um, acquire this atzitznaku. Right. So Andrew's asking a fascinating question. He's saying this pot. I understand it's perforated on the bottom, right? But this pot was sitting on Barry's shelf. It wasn't attached to the ground. Does it only become ground if once it the actual right uh, once it actually manifests as ground by being sat on the ground, or or right? So the answer is what Andrew just. It was a rhetorical question. I didn't realize. Andrew's saying, as long as it has the potential to be considered ground, as long as it's perforated on the bottom, right? This is a big chiddush, but as long as it has that it's snakov, and this chiddush is actually not, um, is actually not exactly um, obvious, right? You know, you have to tease it out. But the chiddush that we're learning, it seems, is that even if it was sitting on Barry's shelf and had never had an opportunity to become ground yet, or, or had not yet, Physically become so. The fact that it's perforated on the bottom has the potential to be sat on the ground in someone's garden, makes it like like ground. Okay, that's that's the chiddush of atzitz nakhuv that we're learning today. That's what it seems. Okay, so that's that case. How about the following case? Now, So now Barry owns everything, right? He has his beautiful, beloved atzitz nakhuv, and he owns the soil la'acher, and he sells the whole kitten kabulu. The the right the the pot and, and the soil to Andrew. So now, what is going to be the method of acquisition? Says, says the Gemara. This is a fascinating. Again, we're splitting the lambdas now even finer. Hechzig kana atzitz. Right? If, in fact, Andrew performs, let's say, a, a Kenyan chazaka, we'll call it, and it involves all any form of Kenyan chazaka that you would. Right? Actually, if you gave money, that would always work. Cash is king. Um, and you, or you could do a star, or you could work the land, so to speak. So, okay. As, so, again, Andrew, you're acquiring the atzat snakov with the soil. Barry's taking it off the shelf. If you performed your chazakah on the soil inside the pot, you're kona the pot as well. Right? Hechzik Bizraim kona atzat. You'll be kona the pot as well. Uh, why would you be kona the pot? Says the Gemara, "Ve'zui she'shaninu nechasim she'en layachrayes nikknin im nechasim she'yeshdei emachrayes bechesef u'bistar uvechazaka." Look at that, laying it out for you like a picnic, picnic blanket. That nechasim she'en layachrayes is what we call metalin. Okay, nechasim. It's just now we're going to talk synonyms here. Nechasim she'en layachrayes is the metaltolin, That's the pot. Niknin im she'en she'en is what we, is the karka. It's the real estate. Okay. So when you sell real estate, Andrew, the incidental, movable objects that are on it get acquired as well with what we call a Kenyan agav. That's what we call a Kenyan agav. That's classic Kenyan agav. How so? So now here it articulates the, what we call the proprietary, right? Uh, the proprietary act which is to say kesef cash is king Star, right shtar as we said is you'll use the star as another way that you acquire real estate and chazaka is another way of, of getting right of acquiring real estate so this is a nice tight explanation that the acquisition of real estate would through a Kenyan agav also acquire um, all of the all of the upon it and it is in that way that Andrew is being kona the, the, the pot, which is to say, isn't that fascinating, Barry? You would have thought you're giving Andrew a pot to welcome him to the new community. And a pot in the soil, but because the pot is perforated, in order to be kona this pot and soil, he has to actually do an active acquisition of a kesef, shtar, or chazaka on the soil. And it is only through that that he incidentally is also Acquiring the pot, okay. He's not just taking the pot because it's an atzitz He has to take the soil and then he acquires the pot. Now, again, if he's just giving money, then it's the same, but it but it looks the same. But halachically, in the abstract, it's that's how it's working, okay. And so the contra the contrast or the converse would not be true, right? Hechzik atzitz. But if Andrew thinks that what he's acquiring is the pot, so then amazingly says the Gemara af atzitz lokana. Then you're not even acquiring the pot, Acha right? Because why are you not acquiring the pot? Because you didn't acquire the soil, and if you're not acquiring the soil, then you're not going to get the Zraim. Why? As Rashi says, lo kana de lo miknu be because you can't acquire a pot through chazaka. Now, cash, okay, that would be okay. But if you're doing, if you're working the soil, so to speak, that's not going to give you the 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 pot. Alright, so so again, you need to, if you think that you're working the soil in order to acquire the pot, that's not going to work. It will work to acquire the soil, and then derech uh, agav, literally, and figuratively, you'll acquire the pot. But if you're trying to acquire the pot in, like, the way you acquire real estate, that's not going to work. You won't, you won't get the pot or the soil. So make sure you're acquiring the soil, okay, Andrew? Or just give cash. Fine. Fine. Eleven lines down. Another halacha. Now, back. What would you say if you set, if Barry sets down his, his uh, beloved perforated pot on the land of Eretz Israel, but right on the border, right, and the branches extend out into outside of Eretz Israel? Do you have to take off trumas and meisers on those branches? So Abaya Amar nikva says, yeah, go. Based on where the perforation is. If the perforation is over the ground, the very straw, wouldn't you say that that's where uh, that would determine whether this is considered an Israeli plant that requires Miser or a Chutzlar's plant that does not? So that's what Abaya says. However, Amar, Basar Nofo, as Linan. says you go based on what? Where the branches are. That's unbelievable. So the Gemara has to say, okay, it sounds like Ravah says we go according to the branches and Abaya says we go according to the roots. But that is not what we're saying. The Gemara says, Everyone would agree, right, that if the perforation, now we're going to the next level, that if the actual, right, roots uh, went through the soil and into the ground, and now this atzitz nukov came to fruition and there was actual rootage in Eretz Yisrael, everybody would say that whatever... Produce would come out of that, no matter where the leaves would go, how far out, they would extend past Eretz Yisrael. Everything would have to take off. True, Ma'asrus, Kipligi, but the low The whole machlokus is only when there is no right. There's no uh, uh, roots at all, and it's just a and snuck of like the moment that it that it sat down, right? The moment that you set it down, and it's really nothing has uh, has um, has actually penetrated the ground yet. Okay. And there it makes more sense, right, to say that uh, that you're actually going to go according to the nof. So again, all of the plants are sort of hanging over into Chutz and you just sat down the Otsitz of, It's not even getting the nutrients yet because there's no roots in, in Eretz Yisrael yet. Okay. The Gemara says, Are you sure that everyone's going to agree that it, that if the roots took in Eretz Yisrael that there'll be no machlokes, that it actually will be uh, requiring Trumus and Miserus? That's non, right? But we learned Bematzia Kofiyaches the following Mishnah. Ganos Ben We had this in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Our, um, our backyard was on one level, and the learner Shlita, Rabbi Learner Shlita, his backyard was on a higher level. You see that because you know when you're in a hilly area like Beit Shemesh or Yishalaim, so your neighbor's yard could be like ten feet above your yard with like a retaining wall. Okay. So his yard was actually above us. What would be the case where all of his tree, and this actually did happen, where all of his tree and all of his stuff was in my yard, right? It was planted in his yard, but the whole thing ended up in my yard. So let's say I want to I take uh, the Aravos. He happened to have had an arava tree. So let's say I want to take the Aravos. Can I take the Aravos? I mean, it's all in my yard, right? But it's really planted in his yard. So whose tree is it? So there's a the Machlokah's. Rabbi Meir says it's Rabbi Learner's. Everything's Rabbi Lerner's. Rabbi Yudah says it's mine. It's all in my yard. Even though it's getting the nourishment from, even though it's planted in Rabbi Learner's yard, you could say it gets its nourishment from the air. That's one way of saying it. Like Rash says, it's, it's getting its nourishment from my backyard. Which is to say, it sounds like we have a fundamental machlokas. Where is a plant getting its nourishment? From the ground or from the air? That's what the machlokas sounds like in Baba Metziah, Ches. And if that's the machlokas, then why would you say that everybody agrees that if the, right, the, it took root in Eretz that it has the halachas of Eretz Yisrael regardless of where the, uh, branches are? So the about it's different than our case, because Hassam, Ketani Taima, the Mishnah exactly says over there in Kofiat Ches, in Baba what the reasoning is. Because I've a mayor, My Mirza Eliyon Litol, it's Afro ain't Kanyaric. Rehmeyer in the Mishnah explains himself. He says, uh, right, so he says, if Rabbi Lerner was to dig up his yard and turn it into a patio, as he did, so then there'd be no tree, right? He uproots the tree and the whole thing's gone. So obviously it's his. Whereas, yeah, but by the way, if I had wanted to fill out my yard to be level with Lerner's yard, then there'd be no, there'd be no tree either, Right? So, they're both saying, like, my, the tree's in my airspace, but it's rooted in his, and we both have a claim, but it's a more fundamental machlokas, it's, it's a more, I'd say maybe abstract machlokas, where, whereas one says, which one has a more monita- a more compelling claim, right? Me, who I say, like, it's literally in my yard, or him, who says it's literally Right, The roots are literally in my yard. And that's just a machlokas that's not related to us. It's a machlokas about who has the monetary claim. But here we're talking about, uh, when we talk about meiser, that's a different thing. Meiser should be uh, affected by, some by, of course, on, based on the roots. In other words, where are your roots? Do you have Israeli roots? Because then you're, you're, you're uh, subject to the mitzvah satluyos baaretz, right? That's, that should be the case. Here we have a different case. We had a machlokas in Bub Metzia, and you're talking about Right, a legal issue between neighbors, right, neighbor halachas, about, you know, who has the monetary claim on, on, on the arabos, that's a different question than whether you should take off meisers or not. Obviously, meisers should, might still be, even the Mishnah and Kufiyat Ches, not, uh, notwithstanding, meisers should go based on their roots, fine. So the Gemara says, okay, but you're still going to say that for sure, if the roots are neretz esrall, that there's no question. Vatanya, ilan miktsas be aratz, miktsas be chutz laaratz, tevel v'chulim Right, daver Rabbi, that the, the has said that if you have a tree, now it's partially everything's partial, the fruit and 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 the roots, everything is half and half, right on the border of aratz esrall and chutz So you say that part of the fruit is considered. Tevel, and some not. In other words, they're intermingled. That's Rebbe. Rebbe. Whereas Rebbe Shimon Gamliel, mer gadol b'chiv chayev ha b'tor patr. Unbelievable. So Rebbe says everything is mixed up. You can't tell which fruits are tevel, which not. Everything is just hybrid. But Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says it's not hybrid. It's like a black and white cookie. You familiar with those, Andrew? So whatever is on outside of Eretz Yisrael is going to be all outside. That's Andrew's favorite. Okay, I hit on something here. He finally woke up. And whatever is on the Israel side, <laughs> whatever is on the Israel side is going to be considered Israeli. So the Gemara says, My love, mix us no for the arts, mix us no for the Oh, so is it's is it not talking where half of it, half of the branches are in chutzla and half the branches are in Eretz Israel. So that would be the case, right? That would seem that it looks like Ravah would concede that in that case, that when the plant grows, roots grow in Eretz Israel. Maybe there would be a machlokas, right? Why are we assuming that it's, that, that it was, you know, we assume that he would concede that when the roots are in Eretz Israel, that for sure, right, that, that everything would be subject to true meiser. but we see here, that's not necessarily true. You're looking at a tree, it's literally like a black and white cookie, and you treat the Israel side like Israeli and the Chutzlar side like Chutzlar. So the Gemara, low of so I, I i went a little bit ahead because when you when we were talking about the case now we're talking about when we assume just the branches that's all you see so now the Gemara is saying no mixus and barts mixus strushen bkhutsarts that the case is one where not only the branches are half in khutsarts and half in eretsral but right because the assumption until now was like let's say all of the roots were in Eretz and it, and and yet we still split it we're saying that's not the case we're shivam talking about a case where the roots are also half in Eretz Yisrael and half in Chutzlaretz, and it is for that reason that we have the issue of this hybrid, right, Israeli-American tree. Uh, so says the Gemara. If that's the case, my time the Shimon Gamliel. After all, right, the tree isn't in fact biologically distributed like a bio, like a black and white cookie. So if that's so if that's the case, why is Reb Shimon Gamliel splitting it as such? How does he have the right to say, oh, everything to the right is going to be? We don't know, right? If the tree is actually literally getting its nutrients from both chutzlarits and Eretz so then why are you able to treat half of it like it's totally chutzlarits? How, how does that work? Says the Gemara, the Okay, so it's an unusual case. You had an underground rock literally splitting the tree down the middle. Okay, well, if you have an underground rock splitting the tree down the middle at the root level, so then Gamliel, we clearly understand why he says, okay, so one side is Israeli, one side is American. So the gemara, my time of the Rebbe. If that's the case, why would Rebbe say that it's mixed up and we have a hybrid when we don't know what's what? We can't treat it. We have to treat it like each individual fruit, as if as if it has tevel in it, because it, it ha- it's partially Israeli. Each fruit is is an Israeli American hybrid. So the gemara, what the hadre arve? That's a machlokus. The question is like this: at the root level, right? It's for sure split. But once it gets to the trunk level, that's already where it mixes. So Rav. So, right, so Rebbe is concerned about that mixture. Says so, the Gemara, This is problematic because we don't like a machlokus in mitzias. Okay? We don't like to say that they're having a biological argument. I thought last night of a possible, I could have been delirious when I thought of this, but I thought of a possible way that it's not really a biological argument. It's uh, very abstract, and I don't know if it's true, so I'll leave it out for now. But the bottom line is, what their Gemara is saying is that the machlokis is, one says, well, the roots are separated. Rav Shemim Gamaliel says so. And therefore, it's like a black and white cookie. One side is Israel. One side is chutzlarz. Whereas Rebbe would say, yeah, the roots are separated. But at the trunk, right, all the nutrients get mixed up. And you don't know which of them end up on which side of the tree. And therefore, the entire tree is a hybrid. Okay. So that's that. So now, 14 lines up from the bottom. Two dots. Rehudim, Sarah Omer. Let's go back to Diphtara. This poor quality paper. There are three types of hide, and each one is going to be distinguished by the minimal, the minimum legal size. Minimum legal size for what? Well, we learned Shabbosai and Chesam and Be'ez, guys, so we know already. What would be? Remember, Hotzaa. You learn Maseches Shabbos, you think you are going to be learning all about Zemiras Shabbos, and uh, no, you learn Maseches Shabbos. It is all Hotzaa almost, right? It's all about. Hotza, practically. So, what, it, what do we say about hotza? That hotza needs to be with something that is substantial, right? And, we, and we, so we spend a lot of time talking about the minimum shear uh, that would make you chay of hotza for various things. So it depends on what the thing is. Textiles, right? Depends on what the fabric is. And so there are three different levels of hides. And, the, and once we're talking about difter, we'll talk about those three different levels. So the first is matzah. So, so here's the three. Here we go. Matzah, a diphthera, right? So that's how we got here. Dipserah is one of them. But let's go through the other two first. Matzah, it's kemashmau. This is the level of hide where what? You take the hide, the skin, and you don't treat it. Not with salt, not with flour, not with gallnut. Remember we said already, gallnut is the gallnut juice where you can't write gallnut juice on top of gallnut juice. But anyway, so that's the last phase. But here you don't treat it at all. L'mayi What's the l'alacha, l'hotzah shabbos. Right, as we said. What would be the shear that would be behaviour, Hotsa Shabbos in Matzah says Mishkal Katana. It has to be large enough to cover a small weight. What's a small weight, What's a small weight? Yeah, take about a fourth of the fourth, which is the smallest weight in Pupadisa, and that's the amount that would be a substantial enough amount to be high of Otzah in the type of high that's totally untreated called matzah. Fine. Chifa. So what's the next level? Chifa is the Doesn't have the treatment of flour or gallnut, but you did salt it. Lamai hilchasah? What will be the size? Hotzah Shabbos again, of course. And will be the shir for hotzah Shabbos? like we learned in that Mishnah again. Shabbos line Chesam Beis, or kedei lasos kamia. Remember the famous sugi of kamia, the amulet, right? And when we talked about the brachas and the amulet and all that, you have to have enough to make an amulet for, it, and that would be the shir that would be mechayev We talked about whether there would be an isr hotzah with the Kamiya when you wear it. It's a whole other thing. Okay. And now our Sugi of Diftera, that type of hide. What is diifer? So it's treated with salt and with flour, but you don't have that final gallnut stage, become they it like get. has to be large enough to write the get, and that's what it's doing here. Beautiful. And now the last line on Chafesim. two dots, They said that you could write on the Diphthora. Why do they allow that? Man Khchamin. So Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar the right uh, Amora says Rabbi Lazar he that this is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar the Tana as we turn to Ambeis right what did Rabbi Lazar Tana say Do you remember Andrew the We've said this quite a few times In other words this is this is a right this is an application again the Chachamim What would be the machalukas? The Chachamim say that we don't care if the uh, let's just play. It's very, it's clear as day. Barry uh, Rashi spells it out, but I'll say it outside. If, if you don't care about this paper and what you write to get on, that's because all you want is the de maseira, as Rabbi Lazar does. Watching you give this smudgy-looking thing. When you see all of the principal parties go through the procedure and you have the de maseira, that's all you need, and therefore you don't, don't care so much about the quality of the paper and if it's smudged. As Rashi says, they're a mayor. Yeah. Rabbi Meir, he's looking to see the signatures. Without the signatures and without clarity, the whole thing's messed up. And therefore, he is much more concerned about the clarity of the get. But Rabbi Lazar is not. Says the Gemara, maybe not. Yeah, that's only if you see it and you see the court immediately and you know right away that it was handed over. But if it Something that sat around for 10 days, and no. <laughs> yeah, because the woman maybe didn't like one of the provisions in the get, and maybe, or, or somebody didn't like it, and therefore <clears throat> we're concerned that, the, that it was monkey business. Somebody messed around. If you, it's given an opportunity to sit around for too long, um, you know, between the misera and you delay the delivery, so then there may, be, may have been some monkeying with the char in between, and that we don't like. Our Rabbi Yochoran says, no matter what, it's still okay if you hold Adam's here. Yeah, because if there was true that there was some sort of tznai in the get that was later deleted by the woman, the witnesses would remember. In other words, if you really rely on these witnesses, then rely on them for the whole narrative. Don't worry. They are also trusted that nothing was played around with, with the get. That this diphtara is unique to Gittin, that you could write on a not right? Rashi over here is explaining that shtaros is something that you also have, always have to look at documents. Right, Andrew? Whenever you're looking at legal documents of transaction, that's always has to be, right there, it's almost like we're all like Rabbi Meir. There, you can't mess around with uh, Shtar Mizuyev, says the Gemar. That he disagrees. He says you could even use difter for Shtaros, says the Gemar. That you have to have documents written on paper that will endure many days that's what we learned from that from that pasuk that everything has to be very very durable and very very clear you can't write on paper that's going to yellow because after all you're making a transaction and you're going to have to refer back to the contract it says the yeah there it's just teaching you a good idea it's not teaching you right that it is in other words the star would be good so right when you're writing a contract, Andrew, and you're doing a financial deal, do you, how uh, durable does that contract paper have to be? So it has to be durable to last long enough, but what are you going to say? That if it's going to yellow in 80 years that the contract's no good? They say, no, it's a good idea to write it in durable ink on durable clean paper. Of course it is a good idea, but it's not like the contract won't work if, if you don't get to it. So we have a minute left, and we're at the mission at the bottom, of Beis and the base. This is where we'll pick up tomorrow that anybody could write a get. Clearly, we're going to have to say, sounds like Chav is some application of a mayor, but is it? Stay tuned when we resume with Chav Gimel tomorrow.